Doug, you know how I'm always uh, saying that I'm going to live forever, right? That, that's my, yep. one of my live goals. Live to be for eternity, yeah. Yeah, and because my my logic recently has been that if you can make it to, uh, you know, 80 or 90, by that point, surely they will have they will have the technology that will get us to, to 200 or 300. And then if you can get there, then, I mean, within just a few years after you're, you know, you're 100 or 150, they're going to have us getting to be 1,000. And then, then, then you don't have to worry about death anymore. <laughs> so... With that in mind, I mean, do you think it's fair for me to say that that the that the supplement that I invented helps you live for eternity? <laughs> Is that, would the FDA you think approve that statement? I mean, I, we probably shouldn't make that claim. <laughs> Maybe we won't make that claim. But the point is, you got to get far enough to uh, you want to be healthy for the long term, so that you have that chance, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so that is that's one of the reasons why. I invented and co-founded a company that makes uh, this this product called Complement. So, a plant-based diet is a wonderful. No, no, at least you won't find any uh, arguments against that from me. Uh, however, I think if we are smart and honest and looking at the evidence, then there are things that are missing from that diet uh, on its own that don't, you know, make it as good as it could be for living as long as you can and staying healthy. Uh, the ones that most people know about are B12, vitamin D, and DHA and EPA. Uh, which, by the way, are two omega-3 fatty acids. And besides that, there are a few little minerals and things like that. Uh, iodine, zinc, selenium, vitamin K2, uh, those come to mind. As things that vegans probably should be supplementing with, I don't want to say that all should, but people like me who think about this stuff a lot um, often do the research and land on, you know, come to the conclusion that we should be supplementing with those things. So that is um, what, you know, where Complement Plus came from. Uh, it's a, an, a vegan capsule that includes all of those things and doesn't include anything else because, Doug, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of taking multivitamins. We get all this good stuff from our food. Uh, so why would we want to be getting, you know, more vitamin C in our diet than nature really intended for us? So it's those things without all the stuff that you don't need, uh, all in one pill, convenient. And what's great about it is that you can get all that protection for just around a dollar a day. You can get all the details and decide if Compliment Plus is right for you at nomidathlete.com slash smarter. That's nomidathlete.com slash smarter. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Athlete Radio. Doug, it's officially my favorite holiday. Oh, you in your Black Friday. Yes, it has always been my favorite. Uh, not even joking here. Well, kind of joking. But it has been... My wife has always been a big Thanksgiving fan. And so my she likes the, the feel-goodness of it, the hang out with family time. And I always kind of thought that was like a boring holiday. So we, we have a little pretend fights about that. Uh, <laughs> so so Black Friday became my kind of like anti... Which kind of, Black Friday is sort of the anti-Thanksgiving, right? It's like if Thanksgiving is like supposed to be... This, Yes, Thanksgiving is just this opposite of commercialism, and we're happy for what we have. And then Black Friday is just just a free for all doorbusters. Uh-huh. You know, go get your giant TV. Uh, so I, I, but you know what though, I always actually have. I do enjoy the the go out on Black Friday in the traffic and just be with all the crazy people. Although it's a little bit different now with the online world. It's not not quite the same as it's still the doorbusters aren't the same. Do you do you go out and do that? Do you go shopping on Black Friday? Yes, I usually do go out to do something like Guitar Center. You know, that's kind of fun mm-hmm. for me compared to. I'm not that into, like the Best Buy scene. Uh, you bought the, a TV last months. year, didn't you? Or making I that? did buy a TV a couple, like a two weeks or so after after Black Friday. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, what I did on Black Friday last year. I bought new pots and pans. 
Oh, uh, like we we'd had these old ones that were just they they were new at some point ten years ago, and they just we just kept saying we need new pots and pans. Finally, went on Amazon, got a great set. I think they're KitchenAid brand, and they were two hundred dollars. They weren't the the fifteen hundred dollar awesome sets, and they've been the best things. They're stainless steel, and they just clean up nice. And they don't mm. a year later, they're still they they're like new. Well, that's good. So love it. So Black Friday, love it. <laughs> Black Friday. I'm actually not not a big Black Friday fan, but I am a huge. Thanksgiving fan, and we're actually to be fully transparent. Uh, it's not actually Black Friday; it's the Wednesday, be- the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Right. Um, and uh, I'm ex- I'm really excited for it tomorrow. I- I'm excited for the turkey trot. I'm excited for um, hanging out with family and friends, and it's just gonna be a good day eating lots. I of noticed you still you still call it a turkey trot, Doug. You don't have some sort of like uh, you know euphemistic name for it. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, that's what everyone else calls it. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what, you know, like I can celebrate the turkey, right? By and that that is kind of what it is, right? Like, right. I feel like when we talk about turkeys on Thanksgiving, we usually were talking about live turkeys that we're like celebrating. Yeah. Unfortunately, they all they all do get killed. But yeah, I I heard a stat. Aaron told me this. My wife, uh, I could be way off on these numbers, but the relative number is not wrong. I think she said. 250 million turkeys are are raised or are killed each year and a fifth of them are for just Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. Yeah, that's a, I mean that is a that's a, so a, a 20% of the turkey that we that we consume eat is in one meal. That's crazy. It, it I heard that and I was like man that that does kind of suck that we do that. Like that's I don't know. Who knows? Totally sucks. I'm not yeah, this that's not what really this podcast is about. It's more about how do you how do you make this whole how do you make this thing work wonderfully well for your fitness and health and energy. So we don't get into the ethics too much, but uh, I heard that and I was like, man, that is a really we should not have holidays that are based on that. But no. I guess what are you gonna do? <laughs> I like you saying we're I'm gonna saying, we're gonna have a podcast and we're gonna spread our message and we're gonna run a turkey trot and celebrate the turkeys that are alive. Hey, and there thriving. you go. Show people what we can do on plants. Yep. Like and mimosas it. that we drink before the turkey trot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, Doug. Well, uh, let's see. Well, we're, we're having a couple people over. Our, turns, turns out our neighborhood has a, has a high uh, percentage of vegetarian and vegan people in it. So we're going to have a few of those over to just eat some, eat some side dishes. I'm actually going to do the, the pretend... Uh, turkey-like seitan substance thing not not a bought one but i'm gonna actually make it oh. and I, i've done that before with with a little bit of success i'm hoping this year will be better interesting i look forward to hearing about that yeah making seitan actually is quite simple to do and uh it, it, i don't know i think it turned out a little bit nicer than the, than the store-bought stuff but only marginally so mm-hmm. so that would be nice We're making a few we have a isa chandra moskowitz has a book called it's like super fun holiday vegan cooking or something Okay. Uh, and it's just all all holidays, including even fake holidays like Super Bowl Sunday, and you know she has five or six or ten recipes for each of them. So we found some good Thanksgiving stuffings and dressings and things in there. So that's the plan. Should be cool. fun. We're and my mom's a, coming too. We're doing our annual lentil loaf, which is mm-hmm. oh she glows right for us. Yep, oh she glows mm-hmm. lentil. I think we're gonna do your uh, green bean side dish that you shared oh, nice. in yesterday's blog post. Yeah, very cool with the tahini. Mm-hmm. I like it. Good. Yeah. Very good. 
All right, Doug, what else? Black Friday, of course, we've got our annual tradition, the Nomad Athlete Plant-Based Fitness Bundle, which this year is our biggest and best ever. 26 guides, programs, all yep. about what? Cook, cooking, cookbooks, meal plans, habit change guides, fitness guides, and uh, I think we did an amazing job this year with the, with the contributors. A lot of new people who we haven't had before, a lot of repeated people who we have had before, and... Uh, so this year, it's it's our highest total. You you would know better than I, Doug, exactly what that total is. It is valued at thirteen hundred and fifty dollars, and I think it's sixty one or sixty eight cents. <laughs> there you go. So it's, the range uh, yeah, I mean, a dime it's, or so. It's definitely by far our biggest yet, and uh, I, I'm just like I'm really excited about what we what we have included this year. Yeah, I am too. We can't reveal it. Well, I guess we can reveal it, but but we're not going to. Just go to <laughs> go to com slash bundle, and you can get all that stuff. Twenty six different guides valued at over thirteen hundred fifty dollars for under a hundred bucks. So it's our it's people are really into this thing. We've gotten lots of good. It's one of those things where like I don't know when you sell stuff. Of course, you get people saying, "Oh, we don't we don't like you selling stuff. We don't like commercialism." But this one, we get people saying like this is so great. Thank you for putting this together. Thank you for the effort you put into this. And it is an effort. It, is, it takes work to get all these people rounded up and corralled. Um, <laughs> and uh, and, it, and it, it's, it takes a lot of generosity on their part to, to discount their products in this way for this five days only. So anyway, um, I, I like the bundle. I'm, I'm proud of it as a tradition of ours. Now, it's not the REI give everyone off and close a store tradition. Is that You're probably into that, right, Doug? Yeah, you know, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for me sitting in front of the computer to make sure things aren't going well on, on Friday, I would definitely be opting outside <laughs> and going on some big adventure. Is that, is that what they call it? Is it opting outside? Opt outside. Yeah. Oh my god, that's. Okay. I think it's awesome. <laughs> it's a whole saying. bunch of bearded people going out and trail running. Yeah, and well, you know what? And bringing and their canned that, that, beers my, out. That's my tribe right there. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> Um, I know it is. But uh, <laughs> but you can still do that after you opt to purchase the bundle sale and then head outside. You don't have to go to any stores. You only have to go to nomeatathlete.com. There you go. Bundle. So the procedure is don't do any doorbusters. That, save that for me. I'm going to be doing the doorbusters. Mm-hmm. Go to com slash bundle. That's nomeatathlete.com slash bundle set at normal speed. Then pick up the bundle. Then put your put your trucker hat on. <laughs> grow your beard out grab a nice craft brewed beer in a can what else do you do strap some kayaks onto the top of your roof yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. put good. on some fish oh yeah uh-huh Is, sure. yeah okay <laughs> uh-huh that's good uh that's all i got what else do you do uh well you know i mean <laughs> i guess that, that'll pretty much cover it i think Go out. Fish the band, of course. I mean, put you know, put the music fish on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, load up your Subaru. I don't know if you mentioned Subaru. I didn't mention Subaru. Yeah, is that, is that a thing people do? That you... I mean, you know, you go to a trailhead, and and probably like eight out of ten cars are are Subarus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Good. I like it. I like that picture, dog. That is. It seems like a happy crew. And you and look for me because I'll be out there doing the same thing. <laughs> good. All right. Good. Well, anyway, all that has nothing to do with our interview today, uh, <laughs> with, with this, which is with uh, Robert Cheek and Vanessa Espinosa, and they are the co-authors of Plant-Based Muscle, which uh, up until now has only been an ebook, and it actually is an ebook that is featured in our bundle sale, which I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's kind of them. It's I wrote a blurb for it, which was cool, and I liked to get to do that. And uh, what I wrote about was that it's like it's like looking over their shoulder and having them just sort of you know walk you through their routines, everything from cooking to the gym and everywhere else. So I it's just, it's a it's a fun book. It's good. It's a, a lot of insight into uh, you know how do you, how do you build muscle on a plant based diet. And I like that we had Vanessa Espinosa on because when it comes to muscle building, like we don't talk about muscle building that much, uh, even. Less frequently do we talk about muscle building from a woman's perspective, because neither of us are women. So if you know if we don't talk about muscle building anyway, then it's going to be hard to get to that. So it was great to have her on to talk about that. Uh, we do get we a large percentage of our audience is female, so we get a lot of um, you know women specific questions that we don't have answers to. So we need to, we probably should do a better job of getting more uh, women experts on to give that sort of advice. But um, that is that is neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I actually haven't listened to it yet because you guys recorded it while I was out of town over the past few days, and uh, I'm excited to I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, so it was good. Uh, Robert has now been on I don't know five times maybe, and said, uh, just keep going. Yeah, he head for he head even again. mentions that in the in the interview that this that this nudges him ahead of Sid. <laughs> uh, but he's always fun. Good, great guy, and uh, it was good to meet Vanessa. And I guess that's it as far as intro goes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we should get to it. Oh, we have uh, we we did make a, a small promise last week. We talked that we were going to announce oh, yes. a challenge, uh, a December fitness challenge, and the idea being it doesn't have to be fitness. December challenge. The idea being that everyone does their big New Year's resolution on January. And by the way, we do talk about this in the end of the interview, and I got their their take on what they think of the idea of building up to a New Year's resolution. Uh, and there was some there was some mixed response, but. Uh, my theory is that if New Year's is going to be your big make a change moment, and it doesn't have to be, but if it is, and I personally like that holiday, that's my second favorite holiday after Black Friday, um, I think it's best not to just wait till then to start your thing, but start it ahead of time, even in some small fashion. And the example I gave in our interview was if you were going to start going to the gym, if, you're, if your thing was, I'm going to start going to the gym three or five days a week or whatever it is, make December the month where you get yourself moving again so that when that day comes, you're kind of in the habit of going to the gym a couple times a week and your body's used to not being sore and you know how to eat and shop and you have the food you need already. And so like you're, you hit the ground running basically. So you can, you still make a, make a change on January 1st or whatever day you want to. Um, but you, you have sort of built up to that and given it all this importance in your mind that you build this anticipation. And uh, I think that's actually a very effective way to, to start a new habit. Well, I happen, I happen to agree and that's why I am particularly excited about my uh, running challenge. All right, good. And the cliffhanger is that we are going to tell you that after the interview. After the interview. So stick around or fast forward and just get in the outro. The outro is where we're going to tell you the challenge. <laughs> yeah. Doug's challenge. Just, just fast forward. I mean, that's where <laughs> the important thing <laughs> No, it's a good interview. Don't do that. No, of course. All right. All right. Well, enjoy good. the interview, everybody, and uh, we'll see you in a Hey everyone, Matt here with Robert Cheek and Vanessa Espinosa, who are co-authors of the new book, Plant-Based Muscle. Uh, Robert, of course, is no stranger to anyone listening here. He's been on No Mean Athlete Radio. Uh, maybe this is his fourth time. I don't really know. Uh, I've lost count. Uh, Vanessa, though, this is this is the first time. So um, I guess let's let's quickly just introduce who who everybody is here. I mean, Robert, let's let's like I said, people know you. So let's uh, 
give the shortest possible intro of you, and then and then Vanessa, uh, I'd love to hear more about you and let let people learn more about you. All right, so that, that's me. A key for me to quickly introduce myself. Uh, I'm Robert Cheek, and I run veganbodybuilding.com. Honor to be back here with you, Matt. Thank you. Wow, very quick. <laughs> very quick. Uh, thank you, Matt, for having us on. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm Vanessa Espinoza. I have been a vegan almost 17 years. I've been an athlete my entire life. Um, I run my own personal training business. I've um, been training people for about 11 years. Um, absolutely love what I do and I'm here to spread the word and help people and teach people. Great. And I, my understanding is that you guys are or were training partners. I don't honestly know which, which is the case now. Are you, are you guys still, do you still train together? We do quite often. Uh, he's been traveling quite a bit, so um, lately hasn't been as much. But we trained yesterday, actually hit chest really hard. But we're going to – now he's in town, I'm in town. We're going to start training hopefully at least a couple times a week. Gotcha. And and Vanessa, Robert, when he has referred to you before um, – to me, telling me about his training partner, has referred to you as uh, absolute world-class champion and all these things. So what uh, what what exactly is he talking about? What what What's your uh, back – you know, competitive – history and background um gosh um I started playing basketball basketball was my number one sport growing up um I was a high school all-american I was voted uh, top 10 point guards in the nation uh highly recruited got a full scholarship to Colorado State University uh played basketball there um and then was drafted to play in the WNBA um didn't go because my father passed away of colon cancer so it totally turned my life upside down um but I, I, I picked up boxing, started boxing. My dad was a professional boxer, my uncle, my grandpa. So started competing with that, became a three-time Golden Glove State champion. And now I recently just got into powerlifting. So that is my sport right now, and I've been training hard, and Robert's been helping me train for that. Gotcha. And okay. when uh, when you did all the like the basketball stuff, were you vegan even back then, or is that something that happened after your dad passed away? You know what? I was vegan before he passed away. I was, gosh, I've been... Two years in college, I was a vegan. So, okay, uh, yeah, and then you know, him being so sick and going through that horrible disease, it just, you know, I, I was like, I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm doing the right thing for my health, and he suffered so bad, and I know it had to do with, you know, his diet. Yeah, yeah. Um, was was were you vegan for for ethical reasons, or was it what did it have to do with your athletics? Uh, ethical first, uh, for sure. After mm-hmm. learning about factory farming, um, I just kind of basically did my own research, found out how horrible the animals were treated, and the decision was easy for me after that. Um, secondly, yeah, health, uh, definitely. I, Being an athlete, I wanted that edge um, you know, with my athletic performance and definitely got criticized as I when I first went vegan, which was really tough. But um, gosh, even a week after going vegan, I felt better. Um, my recovery was better. I didn't get sick as often. It was just crazy how my body felt so much better making that transition. So, and I've I've never looked back. Yep. Yeah. Same same story for me and uh, and many others as well. That seems to be how it goes. You feel better, and then and then you start getting injured less, and then then you never look back. So, good there. Um. So with this with this interview, what I mainly wanted, I was trying to think about what we should do with this. Um. We've had Robert on a lot of times. We've talked a little bit about, I guess, probably twice now in sort of about motivation type topics, mindset topics, uh, once about food and whole food eating for performance. And I know you guys have slightly different diet philosophy, so I do want to hear some of that. Um, but 
you know, this is this will air just before, just after Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, and that means we're heading into, you know, we're officially into the holiday season for for most people that are listening to this, and you know, that brings with it everything that that the holidays bring with it, and then comes New Year's when everyone gets excited about getting in shape again or doing whatever again. Um, so I think this, you know, this this interview would be would do a good thing for a lot of people if we do cover a lot of general stuff regarding muscle building. Because I, I don't think Robert and I have talked about that in very much detail on the podcast other than really thinking food specifically and, you know, talking about what whole foods might be best for that. Um, so I'd like to just get into, into not, not necessarily bodybuilding, but weight training. Um, people who, who might be endurance athletes or like me might be sort of in a, in a funk and just want to get back into feeling good, feeling fit, feeling strong. Um, you know, kind of where, where one would begin, even if they don't have a lot of background in this. Um, for you, Vanessa, but also Robert these days, um, I'm curious, what is the goal and what is the goal of the, of the reader that you wrote plant-based muscle for? Uh, is it to just be as strong as possible? Is it to be fit? Is it to be healthy in the long term? Is it to get as big as possible uh, in sort of a bodybuilding sense? Um, you know, what's the what's the goal from from where you guys come from and what you're trying to do? Well, I'll just quickly chime in um, and then let Vanessa take it from here. But I I think from my perspective, the goal is to help readers become their own personal best. I just came from a speaking tour in London, Ontario, Canada a few days ago, and I really hammered that home because my goals are different from your goals, Matt, and your goals are different from you know your neighbor's goals. And we're all so uniquely different, but we're all striving for the same thing. It's to become the best version of ourselves and whatever that means. And so Vanessa touched on that when she first got into this vegan lifestyle. She wanted better recovery. She wanted more energy. I mean, this is now 17 years later, NBA all-star Damian Lillard is saying the same thing. He wanted to be lighter, faster, and he's one of the best players in the NBA, in the world, and he wanted better recovery. And Vanessa was doing this almost two decades before that for the same reasons, just to become better, perform better. And so I honestly believe that's the approach that we took and the perspective that we took and especially that's the tone that I really tried to set as the narrator for the book. I will admit that Vanessa provided absolute, uh, tremendous amount of content. I mean, Vanessa wrote the meal plans. Vanessa wrote the workouts. I'm kind of the narrator for this book. So, Vanessa, I'm going to go ahead and turn that over to you. Um, you wrote some phenomenal content. I mean, stuff that you know really inspired me and, and has inspired so many people who have read the uh, Full Color ebook that's been out for a couple months. What, what was your approach? Like, like, what are you hoping the reader gets out of this thing? Um, well, I don't want people to think that it's just for building muscle. I think maybe some people get intimidated, but intimidated by that, whether you're a beginner, you're just looking to get fit. This book is for everybody. And that's what we try to do is to cater to, to everybody, um, it's important because, like he said, everybody has different goals as far as their physique, um, but everybody's striving for the same, you know, to get fit or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, the the book is just it has a variety, and um, in a male and female perspective, I think we did a really good job hammering that home. So, you wrote specific programs for muscle building, fat burning, and con- and conditioning, right? So, so without, you know, without going too in depth, 
Can you talk about that from, as far as training perspective? So what, obviously muscle building and fat burning are totally different goals. And as a trainer, you're going to train people differently for that, right? And then if someone wants to improve conditioning, I mean, you're out there running hills and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's like, so can you, t- can you touch on some of that stuff? Yeah, there's a sample, um, a weekly sample plan for muscle building. And it's basically lifting every day focused on one to two body parts a day uh, where conditioning is a little bit more, a little bit more cardio where you're, you're moving a little bit quicker, a little bit more high intensity interval training, um, running hills. Um, boxing work, kickboxing, whatever kind of cardio you like to do. So they definitely differ um, because not everybody wants to just lift weights like I do. You know, some people really want to work on their conditioning, get a little bit leaner, um, you know, not be not be as heavy. All right. So, I mean, my my case, I think, has maybe been an extreme one because I, I'm someone who has who has trouble or had trouble putting on any sort of muscle. Like I lifted weights for two years in college and stayed exactly the same weight, which is pretty low weight anyway. Um, but then I finally figured it out and I was like, okay, I, and this was way before I was vegetarian or vegan. And I realized that I had to eat a lot of fat and I had to stop running. Uh, and that as soon as I did that, cause I, you know, before that I had been thinking that I should run in between every lifting workout and that I should be, you know, minimizing my fat intake and eating all this lean protein and complex carbohydrates because uh, Robert, you, we've talked about Body for Life. I was doing exactly what Body for Life told me to do, which I think was really aimed more. And I know you had some sex, success gaining muscle on it, um, but I think it was really aim, aimed at someone who is the average person who has some some fat to lose. And you know, if they can gain some muscle in the process, then that'd be a good thing. So I was following that. Didn't gain a pound. Finally, I came across um, this guy Anthony Ellis, who who was in. He was one of the contest winning guys from from that uh, Body for Life thing. And I found his program online. And this was in the early days of the internet when, you know, it, it was every website just had a bunch of blue links on it and that whole left sidebar thing that was filled with all these links. And uh, I, I ended up buying his program from there. And what I learned from it was I had to eat a ton of fat. And that's why I started eating cheese pizzas and all kinds of, you know, just, just the worst diet I've ever, probably ever eaten as far as long-term health goes. But that actually worked. And I stopped running and I put on 15, 20 pounds, you know, pretty quick, a matter of a couple months. Um, so I, I'm curious about that. Like, do you guys think, obviously you're not going to recommend eating animal products. Um, but, but just stepping back more generally is, are, is that idea sound that if you want to put on muscle, you pretty much need to do that and not worry about trying to cut fat or trying to get your cardiovascular fitness, um, you know, leveled up at the same time that, that it's better to separate it out first, gain the muscle, then later lose the fat and kind of do things efficiently in that way. Uh, what do you think? Or, or can people do, you know, get the best of both worlds and do it all at the same time? I think you can do both. I mean, for me, my priority and my priority for my clients is health. You know, I'm not going to recommend a very high processed, high fat diet for a client. It's just not good for your arteries, for your health period. So I, 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 you, I know you can gain muscle and, and still eat a healthy whole food plant-based diet. Um, that is what I've done my entire life. And I know it's definitely tougher for hard gainers, but, um, you just have to bump up your meal plan. You know, instead of eating five times a day, you're eating nine times a day of good, real, uh, whole food plant-based foods. Mm -hmm. And Um, I think, Oh, go ahead, Matt. And what about as far as like the, the training goes, I mean, should, should someone say a hard gainer like me, avoid running while I'm trying to put on muscle or, or can I, you know, just try to do a good all around fitness program and, and in the process hope to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time? 
That's a great question. Um, you, you running, you definitely have to stop long distance running. Um, sprinting, I recommend for for all my clients that, that can physically with their knees and stuff, but we want to build power and build strength and not burn our mu- muscle tissue down. You know, we, it's so hard to gain muscle. We don't want to break it down by running. So sprinting, short distances, anything less than a hundred yards is going to be fine. It's not going to tear that muscle tissue down. So yes, you got to stop running long distance cause you will never gain muscle. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the idea for someone listening to this, who, you know, Maybe they're like me that you know they they wish they could be more muscular. They want to represent this movement well, um, but they also like running and at heart they're runners. And most people listening to this probably are. Like you know, what's the long term plan? Then what's the goal? For me, it's always been sort of yo yo, right? Like I'll, I'll get kind of skinny from running so much, and then I'll put on a bunch of weight because I feel like I'm too skinny and I want to be a good example. And then over the course of a year, I'll I'll lose that muscle as I get back into running, and it's just back and forth. Uh, sure. is, is that kind of the best way to do it? Yeah, I mean, if that's something you, you know, want to do, whatever your goals are, um, you know, I mean, for myself, I want to, I want to be as big as I can, lean as I can, and I still run, I do a ton of sprinting, I do a ton of boxing, um, but I, it's really important to me that I keep my muscle mass, so, you know, it's really up to, you know, individuals' goals, if they want to, you know, keep their size and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Matt, Matt, if I can chime in, here's, here's what I I think what's going on here as as I'm listening. What I think is often overlooked is the idea that things compound, uh, our actions compound. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, Dr. Esselstyn said this very clearly on the vegan cruise one year that even if you just took weekends off, uh, that's 104 days out of a year that you're missing of whatever that is, taking days off from healthy eating, taking days off from exercise, taking days off from, you know, following a good plan. I mean, that's, this is a significant amount of time. And so what I'm gathering uh, is that for you and for probably a lot of people who are listening in, uh, we do get motivated around the new year, you know, New Year's resolutions and all this stuff, which end on January 17th, statistically. Mm -hmm. And and because we, we perhaps don't maximize the 1,440 minutes we have each day and we don't apply ourselves in a consistent manner that compounds in a positive way, we get a little bit discouraged or things happen like we get sick or there's holidays or there's Fridays and there's weekends, there's anniversaries, there's parties, there's all these different things. And so what happens is we naturally yo-yo like you said but without necessarily intentionally doing it. And the, the way I differentiate that is there is nobody that I've ever seen who's more consistent than Vanessa. I mean, she will train every single day. And as you know, Matt, runners can do that. Runners can run seven days a week. I mean, there's this adaptation that happens. She's been doing this for so many years that not only does she train every day, she often trains with her clients. So she might train two or three times a day. But her body is adapted so well to that and that she is so prepared I mean, she even has her meals already pre, pre-made and they're, they're you know, with her right now. She's visiting me at my house because, so she can prevent that muscle breakdown and that she can be constantly nourished and have proper calories. So what I think is going on, because it happens for me too, Matt, is that we have sometimes different priorities throughout the year, whether that's intentional or not, where I, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, I used to be a runner and then bodybuilder, then retired from bodybuilding and then a little bit, getting a little bit back into running, running some half marathons and then writing books and, and my actions absolutely change. And when I train really hard with weights and eat a lot, uh, sufficient amounts, I get really big. I got the biggest and strongest I'd ever been. 
training with Vanessa back in Colorado because we trained together like four days a week. Yeah, four days a week, five days a week, and it was a priority. When Mm -hmm. things got busy, started writing a book, guess what? I stopped and I shrunk. (laughs) I shrunk down. And then that sometimes influences my priorities. Well, okay, I'm smaller now. I'm just going to train for maintenance. I'm going to train two or three days a week for the fun of it because I still want to stay fairly fit. Um, but I'm not going to be at my biggest or best because my actions compound and they dictate what my reality is going to be. And then maybe I feel like running a little bit because my body is already more in line with that. So does that, does that kind of make sense, Matt, that, that if I can speak almost in a way, uh, describing, uh, Vanessa's approach is that she never puts herself in a position where she's not maintaining muscle mass where it's nutritionally and physically designed to do that, where I think a lot of us who are less hardcore than Vanessa find ourselves in a little bit more of a middle ground where we have good intentions, we do train hard, but not quite as often as needed to elicit those really, really positive changes that you might see in in a Body for Life program uh, end result. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. That make, okay, good. I want to make sure. I don't want to be talking too much or roundabout ways, but I just came off of this major lecture series, and I really feel like that's a significant part of it that is kind of underlooked and underappreciated. Of, in essence, what are we doing with our time in, in relation to what our real goals are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, you mentioned wanting to get as big as possible or be as big as possible. Uh, and I would imagine that is an immediate alarm bell. I hope we haven't haven't already lost the female listener who who hears that and says, "Well, this isn't for me because I'm I'm actually worried about getting too big and putting on too much muscle." Which personally, when I I just shudder when I hear that from women because I'm like, you know how hard it is to gain muscle. Like it it just like for someone like me especially, it just takes so much work to get that muscle on. I I can't imagine having to worry about accidentally putting on too much muscle. Um, <laughs> right. And I yeah. think for the most part, I think that's probably the case that like, just, it's not going to happen unless you're really trying to put on too much muscle uh, or put on a lot of muscle that you're not going to, you're not going to, it's not something you need to worry about. But what is that your answer? Or what is your answer to, to a woman who says, you know, I want to get toned, I want to be fit, uh, right. but I don't want any additional bulk in my, in my muscles. I answer that question all the time. If I had a dollar for every female that asked me that question, I'd be a millionaire. Um, <laughs> It's impossible. I mean, and women don't have testosterone like men do to gain muscle. Um, unless you are, are training year after year. I, I've been training not five years, not 10 years. I've been training over 17 years hard in the gym. I've never taken more than two weeks off of weight training in my entire life. And, you know, I, you've seen me. I'm, I'm little. I'm 5'3", 132 pounds. Like, I'm not Hulk size, you know. I mean, I'm trying to get big, and I'm not – I'm not, I don't have to walk sideways through a door, you know, um, it, it's, it's so silly and, and women do, I, I know that is a, it's a legitimate question that women ask, but it is, it's physically impossible unless you are taking performance enhancing drugs, um, or you dedicate your life to it. You, you eat like a bodybuilder, you train like a bodybuilder. It, it just is impossible. Uh, you know, I mean, people, women say, oh, I don't want to get big. Well, well, lifting weights is not going to make you big. Cupcakes and cookies and ice cream are going to make you big. <laughs> not, <laughs> you know, not training in the weight room. You, you know, the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn at rest. And when women discover the weight room strength training, they love it because they're like, "Gosh, I, I can, I, I'm looking leaner. I feel better. You know, I'm able to keep my weight down and 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 feel strong and feel confident." Yeah, right. And and I think, I mean. Even a muscular man, if he doesn't flex, he doesn't look all that big, right? So, like, you literally could just 
be muscular and not flex, and you're going to look like totally fit and tone and not uh, not overly large. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to make it seem like it is not a valid question. Um, no, it's, but it's a great question. I mean, and I'm like I said, I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to get bigger. I'm lifting hard, heavy every single day, and I've been the same weight for you know the last five years. <laughs> you know, for me to gain a pound, it's you know it's tough. So. Mm-hmm. You know, so then, then there is nothing different that you would you would say. Like, let's say a woman is is picks up plant based muscle and says, "Well, you know, these two look look amazing, but I don't want to look as as muscular as either. I just want to I just want to be toned and fit." Like, is there are there things different from what you are suggesting um, to someone who who does have that who says, "I want to look like Robert and Vanessa"? Uh, are there something different you would suggest other than maybe the just the amount of time and and energy and passion that they're putting into this? Um, are there different techniques or ways of eating or is it really just a fact that, that, you know, it's very hard to, to get to the point where you guys are. And if you just, if you just train normally, like, like someone who, you know, this is not their singular passion, it's just something they, they do as a hobby or, or to, you know, maintain a shape, um, that, that they're not going to get to that point. Like, yeah, they they're not going to get to that point. I mean, if they're training, you know, normal and, you know, it's whatever people enjoy doing for fitness, you know, there is muscle building programs in there. But, you know, I, I think people think, oh, I, if I do this program for, you know, three months, I'm, you know, I'm going to get big. Well, that's not the case. Everybody's different. Every body is different. Um, so it, it's really what each person, their, their priority is. What do you want to be? Do you want to be, you know, a sprinter? Do you want to you know, be a, a big bodybuilder, you know, it, it, it really depends on people and, and how much time they want to put in, um, you know, t- to whatever their, their goal is. I mean, um, it, it takes a long time not to discourage people, but it, 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 whether you're building muscle or losing weight, it's hard. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of dedication and it has to be a priority in your life. And I think something interesting to note is that, uh, Obviously, not not everybody's going to be an all American basketball player or a um, uh, Vanessa. I, I meant to, I meant to chime in earlier. She said she kind of casually mentioned she's getting into powerlifting. Well, in her very first meet, she almost set two world records. She was off by one pound for one lift. I mean, so this is you, you know um, this is a body of work, and not everyone's going to be a champion bodybuilder. That took me years and years and years. But what I think is valuable is that we've both experienced those those relatively high levels of success on a plant-based diet. So we can, we can totally differentiate uh, for our audience what it was like starting out, the lessons that we learned, the, the things where we, we struggled, and then the things that made it work exceptionally well. And the fact that we were able to achieve these results on an exclusively plant-based diet, uh, I, I think speaks uh, volumes and gives people the courage that, hey, even though I'm just starting out now, someday, I may be able to uh, achieve this high level of success too, but I have to know the mindset of what that's going to be like. And so we actually tackle that in the book because we both have a very interesting mindset. I know, Matt, you and I have talked a little bit about that on on the show, and I like to throw around these little things like the 1,440 minutes in a day and and how are you maximizing your time and getting the best return on investment. Vanessa does the same thing. And so what we do want to do is encourage people that we have the specific tools in the book, uh, really we do. I mean, we have the programs, we have the, the meal plans, we have the outlines, and what you can do is you can follow those and be and live a very healthy and fit lifestyle 
or you can take it to the level that we take it with our mindset and our particular approach where Vanessa says, yeah, I don't take any, any more than two weeks off in the last two decades. And you're going to see significantly different results if you do it that way. And I think you can relate, Matt, you know, qualifying for Boston and all of that. It's going to take a different running approach and mindset if you just want to run a marathon marathon just to say you ran one and call it good or if you want to qualify and run Boston so um, that's one of the things I do want to make clear that we do have something for every level and we try to acknowledge that uh, within the book yeah I think that's I think that's totally right um, that that you can take the exact same resource whether it's a book or a coach or whatever and uh, and you can you know, depending on whether you kind of dabble in it or whether you like truly dedicate yourself to mastering the content and just being a complete example of someone putting it to use. Uh, and, and neither of those is the wrong way to do it. I don't think with, with a lot of it. it depends on the person and what the goal is. Um, but, but you're absolutely right. There are a lot of specifics in your books. In fact, for, uh, for my blurb on it, which I was honored to be able to write, um, I, I mentioned that it, it kind of seemed like you know, I was able to follow both of you around for two weeks and just see exactly how you train, uh, how you cook, how you eat, and just, you know, have this have this window into the lives and, and the routines of two people doing this at a very, very high level, um, which would be useful whether I wanted to try to mimic that exactly, uh, and that would be sort of taking on the mindset thing that you're talking about, or whether I want to see that and say, well, I can I can give seventy percent of that much effort and you know hopefully get a fraction of the results, but that's that's what I'm going to do. Um, so very very useful for that. I want to address um, something you guys have both mentioned now. Vanessa talked about um, wanting you know you'd only would want your clients to be healthy. You don't you don't you're not going to recommend something that is unhealthy. Uh, Robert, you of course mentioned that that you know the fact that you guys have both had a lot of success with this on plant-based diets is evidence that uh, that you can do this in in a healthy manner. Um, my question is how how do you find that balance? We kind of talked about balancing uh, the the desire to gain muscle and do weight training with the desire to you know do something else that might be kind of eh, potentially counterproductive with weight training, like like trying to train to run your fastest marathon. Um, and, and we're maybe choosing at different times in your life is kind of the right strategy and, and doing one at one time and then another at another time, rather than trying to do both of those things at the same time. Cause that's, that's exactly how I got hurt in the early days. Um, with health though, and, and again, to use an example from my, my own experience, a few years after I started Nomad Athlete, I was really interested in and a few years after I had gone vegan, I was really interested in seeing, could I make a plant-based diet work for gaining muscle? And I'm pretty sure I was vegan and not vegetarian when I did this. Um, but whatever it was, I, I was successful. I, I made up this thing called a fat shake, and it basically just had a ton of vegan uh, fat and, and protein in it. It had coconut oil and you know rice protein powder and who knows what else. But I could get 1,000 calories in a shake, and I would drink a couple of these things a day, and I would eat as much as I possibly could. I would douse things in oil just to add calories and, and it worked and it was successful. And I would say I didn't quite gain as fast as I had done when I had sort of done the exact same analogous thing with a, with my omnivorous diet and made that way fattier and worse for me. Um, but it it did work and I gained like something like 15 pounds in the course of eight weeks or something like that. And I consider that a very good success for myself. Uh, but now when I look at that, I'm like, man, I, I would never eat that way now. Like that is just not, I just don't want to do that. Um, did you feel stronger when you when you did that? Like, were your numbers better, like uh, in in the gym? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I know that I was 
putting on the weight and the program that I was following was one that it was it was actually from the uh the Tim Ferriss four hour body thing, which is not necessarily like the the approach that I'm gonna recommend here. Or I think that you would either because it's that's all about getting as much as you can out of very minimal amount of work. And I was doing that and, and it, you know, for to its credit, it worked. Um and I believe you know you had to gain you had to increase your weight by either ten pounds or ten percent, whichever was more uh each week. And it was just these sort of forced increases until you hit a failure point. And that I think I hit that after eight or nine weeks. But so I was I was getting stronger up to that point, but I only did it for that amount of time. So I don't know what would have happened had I continued. I probably would have plateaued for sure. Um, so anyway, you know, I'm I'm curious about now, and I think most people who who listen to this show are probably on the same journey as I am, and that is one where, you know, I'd much much rather eat food that I think is healthy for me in the long term um, than you know, experience success in the, in the weight room or on the scale. Um, if that meant eating food, even still vegan food, but food that I thought was not nearly as healthy because it wasn't whole food anymore. Um, how, how do you find that balance? I mean, surely actually, I'm not actually, you feel free to challenge me on this. My, my assumption is that either of you guys, you two could get either even bigger if you were willing to take a step like that, right. And just, and just throw long-term health out the window. Um, <laughs> keep it plant-based so first of all, is that true? Do you think you could actually get bigger or do you think the way you eat is the way to maximize your results in the short term too? Can I, uh, Vanessa, can yeah, I just, no, no, I, just, I want to chime in because I do want to challenge Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I wanted to challenge Matt uh, 20 minutes ago or so just with an, uh, an idea, Matt. And I hope, I hope this is, uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously very, in a very respectful way. I want to, I want to well, challenge. Okay. I'm just going to edit it out anyway. So no one will hear this. So you just say whatever <laughs> you want. No, no, no. On a note, I, I want to challenge this word you've used a bunch of times. Um, uh, the word "worked." You said I ate all this cheese pizza, or whatever, and it worked. I ate uh, this uh, fat shake diet, you know, thousand calorie shake, and it worked. Um, I, I think I'd like to delve a little bit deeper there. Like, so I think on a on a superficial level, what I understand is that it worked to achieve a simplistic goal of adding ten pounds or something. Right. Um, but I but I really challenge that. That even that use of word worked because when you look at the total body of work uh, on on health and and wellness and the physical goal intertwined together, I would argue that um, that it's not working uh, really well. I mean, yes, to put on ten pounds and and the goal was to put on ten pounds. Goal achieved on on a very superficial level, but achieved in ways that maybe take actual multiple steps backwards in health and which I know is the specific topic you're you're bringing up right now which I'm, I'm really excited to to uh, to delve into so I, I kind of question that that word worked and and I also have that experience myself as you know Matt I, I used to eat in, in one day 18 tofu hot dogs you know I gained I was able to gain a bunch of muscle I ate 5,000 calories a day, 300 grams of protein. I would actually literally lie in bed trying to sleep, gnawing on a cliff bar <laughs> to get in the remaining 270 calories or 250, I think, depending on the flavor. And um, the, one could pat me on the back and say, well done, Robert, your program worked, even if, if I felt like hell, where uh, my stomach was just going insane, my habits were crazy, I even you know represented the lifestyle in kind of a a kind of bizarre way. This guy is just eating uh, all calories at all costs, regardless of consequence. So I wanted to throw that out there and then turn it over to Vanessa to talk about 
because we're both obviously very focused on health these days. And I think, I don't know to the extent, Vanessa, that you followed something like Matt and I did. We're both pretty, you know, uh, we're go getters on the on the on the like the oil shakes and the uh, and the dozen tofu hot yeah, dogs. Yeah, never never have. But um, <laughs> anyway, Matt, I just wanted to, I just wanted to kind of plant that seed there for both of us to kind of question that word. It worked. You know, I followed this guy Body for Life program. I ate all this crazy stuff and it worked. I'm not so sure it worked as far as health or as a good example or whatever. And I'm guilt. Well, I don't I don't want to say you're guilty or I'm guilty, but I'm. Um, I'm in that same situation uh, where I've done that too. And I just question the validity of being able to say, or even say to an audience that, yeah, it worked. If that may set the audience off to some, some poor health habits, which is why obviously I don't recommend all the tofu hot dogs and the baker's dozen of bagels and seven cliff bars a day and all that these days. And, um, and just as on a side note, I was hanging out with Scott Jurek recently and he was saying the same thing. He gave a talk at Portland Veg Fest, and we spent about an hour hanging out together. But in his talk, he was very care- careful to say, hey, my diet you know, for the Appalachian Trail and everything is really, really extreme for that particular sport. I don't recommend this for the, uh, you know, the, the, the regular athlete, but for my, for my sport and for that high-level accomplishment, it worked, you know, in quotes. Um, but also he said he felt like hell, and he was just, you know, just losing weight like crazy and barely, you know, awake and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, I just wanted, it's maybe too long of a topic, but I just want to question what works in, in the real world. Yeah, so, I think that, I think that is valid. And I think that, that you're right, is getting at what I'm asking now, right? Like we, we now we know better and, and it appeared that that worked then it, it helped to achieve that goal, which is a superficial one. Now that we know that's, and maybe other people knew this a long time ago, but you know, we both came to it when we did, uh, there's a bigger picture and, you know, working in that sense doesn't work anymore because it's not, it's not, uh, in line with the way we want to be eating. So, um, yeah. So Vanessa, then where, where do you find that balance, uh, for talking people? I mean, if, do you think that you could eat less healthily and have more success, whatever, that might be whether that's being bigger or more muscular uh, or stronger, um, and and are you okay with saying like yeah I'm, I'm not going to do that because I I want to be really healthy for the long term or or do you think that the way you eat is maximizes your success now and is also very healthy in the long term? You know I've never followed any type of extreme overeating or high calorie high calorie shakes or anything like that. Um, I've just always done it where I've just just ate normal. You know, I, I eat six to nine times a day, which is obviously more than the average person, but I am training two to three times a day. Um, I just need more calories than the average person. Um, also too, I like to look at what people are doing in the weight room. You know, people say they want to gain muscle, but how much time are they really spending in the gym? Um, you know, if you're really, if that is your goal to be muscular and put on a ton of weight, you got to, put a lot of time in the weight room, whether that's, you know, an hour and a half in the morning and you go again in, in the afternoon, you know, two days, there's almost every single day I do two a days. So, uh, you know, that's what I look at first, you know, um, are, are people really pushing themselves hard in the weight room, um, is a big thing, but I, I, I know people can gain muscle and do it the healthy way. Um, I've helped a ton of clients down this path. You just have to eat more. And that's basically it. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to recommend eating a lot of fried foods, a lot of sugar, just to add calories. 
Um, for me, it's about health. I want people to feel better. And that is more important than that superficial look. So I read in, in the book that, uh, which again is plant-based muscle. It's an ebook and you, you guys also are doing a, a physical version as well, right? Or it is now available. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got pressured into it. <laughs> we, we had this beautifully designed, uh, full color ebook. We thought it's 2017, 2018. That would be enough for our audience, but we couldn't, we, Matt, we literally couldn't even promote it without comments every single time. When is the print book available? And so at first it was kind of a pain to hear, to hear that from our audience because it wasn't part of the plan and it was going to take more expenses, more work, hire a new team, reformat it. But um, we realized that's what our audience wanted. So yes, we now have a, a print book that people can pre-order on veganbodybuilding.com and that it should be, in fact, it's going off to print in a few days, I believe. So it should be available to ship out in early December. That's that's the plan. So anyway, um, yeah. So we do have we do have that. Thank you. Gotcha. Good. And then, by the way, the the ebook version is available in our bundle, which is going on right now, our bundle sale. Uh, but you guys have a special pre order thing, which we'll talk about uh, at the end here. Uh, but anyway, as I was saying before, we jumped into uh, promotion mode. Uh, in the book, you mentioned that that you guys don't agree on everything, or at least that your philosophies are somewhat different in terms of diet. Uh, and my recollection of it is that Vanessa uses protein powders, whereas you, Robert, don't. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about that? And also, are there other differences in the nutritional philosophy uh, that you that you suggest? And are they for performance reasons? Like, Robert, you believe it is better not to take protein powder in terms of performance? Or are you doing that because that's something you think is healthier in the long term? Yeah. You want me to start or you want to start? Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, Matt. Uh that is an important aspect of this book that uh, even though Vanessa and I, you know, we're, we're, we're best buddies, we're training partners, we go on tour together, we hang out all the time. We do have different approaches and we're, we can openly talk about that and respectfully talk about that. And I tried to make that clear in the book too, that, that we don't necessarily frown on each other's approach. Uh, I think we respect each other's approach and I think we have perhaps uh, slightly different goals and slightly different uh, personal preferences as far as even just uh, preferences of drinking protein drinks where Vanessa actually just really likes to. I mean, just really likes uh, chocolate, peanut butter drink or whatever after workout. And I don't like to drink a lot of calories. I mean, I don't even do smoothies. I don't do green smoothies. I don't do, I, I, I drink yerba mate tea, as you may recall me filling up your refrigerator when I came to visit, um, and water. And that's about it. So, uh, yes, you you are correct on your recollection that um, that that is one difference is that I don't do any sports supplements aside from I will admit I do uh, caffeinated beverages which obviously I know can fall into a sports supplement category, but I don't do any other sports supplements and I have not for the past half decade, whereas Vanessa does uh, protein drinks, branched chain amino acids, and uh, I don't know a few other things and and she can talk about that, and I think. I have to admit, I mean, I'm the author of Sh Shred It, a whole food approach, but in 2017, Vanessa might eat more whole foods than I do right now. Matt and I, you and I talked about that in a very um, open conversation about how I finally accepted that it was okay for someone to see me eating vegan pizza. I didn't feel like it was okay because I had to be perfect all the time until I saw <laughs> Dr. Gregor and Dr. T. Colin Campbell doing so on the vegan cruise and it let me let my guard down a little bit. So I can be very candid and talk about that, where 
my goal is still Whole Foods, but I guess because I'm not training at the moment for a particular competition or a particular end game and end result, I'm just eating and touring and writing and traveling like crazy. And I just, I guess I try to follow that good, better, best approach. Whereas Vanessa, I think is actually a lot more diligent. I think you are a, uh, a lot more dedicated if I, if I can say that. And so why don't you talk about that? Like why you do some of the stuff that you do? Yeah, well, I, I meal prep everything. I, I, which means is I, I get a bunch of different types of food, tofu, vegetables, uh, sweet potatoes, quinoa, and I make it once a week, package it up, put it in the fridge. And so it's ready to go for me, um, for every meal. So I'm not tempted to grab something bad. Um, I try to eat all organic, um, mostly whole foods, um, plant-based foods. Um, I don't eat out very often, maybe once or twice a month, if that, um, I'm just really picky on what's in my food. When I make it at home, I know how much sodium is going into it, sugar, how much oil. I'm really careful about oil. Um, it's really important to me. The reason why, because I feel better. I feel like I can get through my next workout and recover so much better when I'm making uh, food at home. Um, I also do add a, a protein shake a day. I do a protein called Power Rooks. And I, I, I do feel like it helps my recovery. Um, it's got a ton of herbs in it, a ton of adaptogens. Um, and also too, I just like the taste. It's convenient for me. I'm working a lot with clients. I can easily grab a shake, you know, and sip on it while I'm training somebody. So, um, convenience, but again, I do feel like it does help my recovery. Um, lately I have been doing a branch chain amino acid. Um, actually twice a day. Um, again, just because I feel it, uh, I'm not as sore the next day help helps me to get through my next workout. So, um, that's how we differ a little bit. Um, we do agree on that. We both, you know, take a whole food plant-based approach, um, is, you know, what we, we definitely agree on. So, um, I'm just really picky again, you know, I, I, my, my goal is to feel good. So what do you think about creatine? I haven't heard of you mention it yet, even in the context of supplements. Uh, but it seems like everyone else, you know, it's almost an, an essential given that you're going to do that if you're trying to trying to gain muscle. Yeah, you know, I have done quite a bit of it in the past. For me, I don't feel like it it did anything. I just kind of felt like I was wasting my money. Does it work? I, I think so. I mean, you know, I hear people absolutely love it and have gained muscle on it and, and have gained weight. Um, again, it just did nothing for me. So I just it's just not something that I would probably ever um, take again. So um, and I and I'm almost embarrassed to say or proud to say, <laughs> I've been out of the supplement game for so long, I haven't even heard anyone talk about creatine. In a while. Is it still popular? Is it still yeah, cool? Yeah, I, I just was reading a blog this morning, actually, about it. I, did, I didn't even know it was it. still cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I think I, it's old enough that it's not cool anymore. It's just like it's – my impression was that it's kind of fallen into like it's just a given, like you're going to do that if you're trying to gain muscle. I, I just – I mean I was – back in the early days, it was like evening primrose oil and vitamin E and flaxseed <laughs> oil. Like it was – uh, you know, in creatine back That's then, all, you need I, I, I didn't know it was still cool. Like people yeah. still did creatine. Yeah, you know, glutamine and uh, uh, nitric oxide. You know, are all big time <laughs> bodybuilding supplements. So man, I'm I'm behind the times. <laughs> I, I I can't complain. I'll take a burrito bowl any day. Give me that brown rice, pinto beans, black beans, avocado, lettuce, tomatoes, peppers, and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, creatine has always been fascinating to me because I I do notice when I take it, I get much better results uh you know the criticism is always that once you stop taking it you will lose all the water weight that it has helped you 
maintain, but it apparently also increases increases like fast twitch muscle strength and the the muscle that you'll build while you're having it that won't go away. So who knows? Um, it, it appears that it is from what I've seen safe. There there have been different things about it. Some small study linked it to testicular cancer or something, but it was that was sort of not very. Uh, substantiated. So I, I don't know. It just it's always kind of been fascinating to me, uh, particularly when I found out that that also not that substantiated, but um, that people who eat I think vegetarian diets they they did better on either a memory test or a uh, some sort of intelligence. I think it was a memory thing uh, if they took creatine, you know, because it's in meat, but it's not really in almost any any uh, plant foods, if any at all. So anyway, not not that important, but I'm just curious because it, it has always seemed like an essential to me if you're trying to build muscle. Mm. Um, what about oil, Vanessa? I know, Robert, you know, we've talked about, we, like you said, we had that whole conversation about, um, you know, being really strict about diet and then wondering if maybe loosening up a little bit um, could actually be better, right? Cause like in many ways, if it stresses you out to eat, you know, 100% clean, whatever that means for you, um, then all that stress, you know, could actually have a negative effect and maybe you're better off just kind of taking it a little bit easier, but, but still eating mostly healthy. Um, so I don't know that I, and I know Robert said, I think you, you had for a while, you were totally oil free. Then last time we talked or, or when we talked last year, you said, um, you know, you, you weren't very strict about that anymore, but, uh, I, I, I think it shows up in a few of your recipes in the book, but uh, I'm just curious about Vanessa. Like Vanessa, do you think that is like a an important tool in your diet as a as a way to uh, increase the caloric density and just pack those calories in, or is it something where not that important? It just happens to make cooking things easier, and so you use it now and then. Uh, you know, now and then is okay. I mean, I I do try to stay away from it. Um, I, I mean, some of it is okay to add calories. You know, if Again, where you're trying to, you know, gain weight, um, it just it, the th- thing was with with me and my diet, it, it it just adds too many calories, too many unnecessary calories. I mean, a tablespoon is 120 calories, or a tablespoon of sugar is 50 calories, and everybody knows that sugar is not good for us. So, um, you know, and how many people are putting a tablespoon on their vegetables or on their salad? You're 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 dumping it on, you know, whether it's olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, you know, it's still a ton of calories. So. I do try to stay away from it. It just, I, I mean, I have to admit I am very vain and I like to look a certain way. Um, I like to look lean all the time and I feel for myself that I look leaner. I look, I look better when I'm not not adding in all those excess calories. I rather get it from more nutrient dense foods. And can you also, if I may, Matt, um, we haven't touched on this yet, but most people, I think we can agree eat uh, heavy meals late at night, dinner, and and almost all dinners have oil in them. Correct. Now you, like your last meal of the day is like four o'clock or something, right? Four, 4 p.m. And you don't, and you don't eat heavy calories at night because then you're going into rest. You're not burning those off. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So So this is important, I think. My biggest meal is breakfast, lunch, and then dinner is my smallest because I'm not active after dinner. I I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they eat a huge meal. They eat dinner at seven, eight o'clock at night after work ton of calories and then they go to bed and all that food they're just turning into fat and you're not giving your body a chance to digest it's just sitting there um and so i just feel like i like to go to bed a little bit on an empty stomach i feel better and my next meal is not till the next day around eight o'clock um so i I technically do a little bit of a, a fasting um but i really think that's a a great 
a great way if, if people are trying to lose weight or are be leaner or you know whatever the case may be is is to watch their dinner unless you're super active at night but most people are not very active at night before they go to go to sleep i like that tip i believe in uh, the blue zones or the blue zone solution dan butner talks about uh large breakfast medium-sized lunch and small dinner was sort of the the blue zones way of eating um so aside from aside from (laughs) keeping excess fat off it also appears to uh I don't know if it's actually if it's clearly linked to longevity, but it, but at least just just glancing at it, that is how they eat. So sure, interesting. Um, so on the topic of food, Robert, we've done uh, we did a, a whole conversation about this back in I don't know what let's see it was probably episode it was our fifty sixth episode. Now we're over two hundred, uh, and the the title was uh, the shift from processed food to whole plants, or Robert Cheek on the shift from processed food to whole plants. So Robert, we talked all about that. Um, and what some of your favorite foods were. And we talked about caloric density of whole foods being sort of the key for you. Like if you want to put on weight, you want to put on muscle, and you don't want to eat oil or any other sort of uh, processed foods, like what can you choose? And you mentioned things like sweet potatoes, uh, I think beans, lots of grains, things that have at least as much as, as, as well as you can do. Also, of course, nuts and seeds um, and avocado. Like, you know, get those calories into a relatively small space uh, as opposed to, say, you know, a humongous salad, which which will fill you up if you eat enough of it, but then it's not going to actually pack in many calories. So um, I'm assuming that that philosophy is the same for you, Robert. Vanessa, is that pretty much how you designed the plans or the meals in this book, which I know are just the ones that you use and eat yourself? Uh, are, are you choosing foods based on you know fairly high caloric density for plant-based foods? Oh, yes, especially for you know muscle building, all those foods. I mean, you have to eat. You can't live off a, like you said, salad and kale on its own. I mean, it is definitely a must, you know, if you're trying to gain muscle or just even trying to gain a little bit of weight. And what, what would be oh. a favorite one, two, or three that someone, you know, if they just want to take away, like, okay, I'm going to eat more of this, which I don't think is the approach that, based on all the mindset stuff that you've talked about, Robert, and the committing to something, the idea of this isn't that you can take three foods away and start eating these, and now everything's going to be better for now on. Um, but, you know, what what are some of the foods that you would say you most rely on? Um, beans, uh, sweet potatoes, and tofu for myself. Gotcha. Good. Robert, and what were you going to say? Yeah, I was just want to interject because I think this is important. This is our, the first time we've done this, and I haven't done this in any of my books before. But for all of the meal plans uh, that are recommended, and for all of Vanessa's meal plans, we list the actual calories, grams of protein, uh, grams of carbohydrate, grams of fat, amount of fiber. That's all listed in numbers, where before uh, I never really did that. Because I never really, even though I'm big on tracking calories and all of that for a period of time i'm i'm also big on that becoming second nature and that you don't need to obsess about that kind of stuff and if you just get into some sort of really good habit and routine that you'll hit your desired targets naturally and then of course i i do document this for a few weeks at a time throughout the year to confirm and verify that but for this particular book we did we decided to list so if there's a meal in there there's a um, the, the meal plan, the recipe, whatever, it's all broken down into the calories, the grams of protein, carbohydrates, fats, fiber. So you can see that data. So you know that, oh, wow, this, uh, this, uh, 
whatever this dessert dish, you know, it has a lot of calories sure. in it. Or this one that Vanessa made that's full of tofu and beans and rice and lentils or whatever is packed full of protein. Or there's this beautiful salad that's full of nutrients. I mean, incredible amounts of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, nitric oxide, but not a lot of calories. I think this really helps the reader understand calorie density. Like something that Chef AJ and I talk a lot about. I know she's even obviously much more of an expert on that. She has a whole book about that. But it's really the thesis for our individual approaches that we're really big on the calorie density. And so rather than just listing that leafy greens have 100 calories per pound, you know, oil is 4,000 calories per pound, pure fat, here, figure it out. We actually list it food by food, meal by meal, so you can see, oh, wow, sweet potatoes are really filling. Look, they're calorie dense. They're nutrient dense. They have a broad spectrum of a good amount of carbohydrates, you know, low amount of protein, you know, low amount of fat, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of unique to this book, Plant-Based Muscle, is that we list all the calories and, and all the macronutrient breakdown for you, except – for Robert's meal plans. <laughs> for my, my meal plans do not say that because I don't do that. I just eat and I go do my thing. And, I, and I'm and i very transparent about that in the book. Whereas Vanessa, so much more meticulous. I with, measure out my I measured out my cereal this morning as I was eating before I got on <laughs> oh here. It's, you know, it's only a cup and I don't overeat. So I am very uh-huh. diligent about it. And, and that's why Vanessa is one pound off the world record in powerlifting and I'm about a thousand pounds off the world record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That uh, makes me think of what we did with the Nomi cookbook. Stephanie, my co-author, and I—we, I don't know, a couple months before it had to be turned in, we said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna take a stand here, and we're gonna we're gonna—I mean, because in a cookbook, it just it's just a given that there's, especially one based about health, it's a given that there's gonna be the the nutrition information. In it. Just people people want that. They they want to track that info. They want to put it into their whatever they put it into. I honestly don't know because like you, Robert, I don't use that stuff. I don't count calories. I don't count any macronutrients, anything. Um, so he said, we're going to, we're going to, you know, break the mold here and we're going to take a stand and we're going to show people that you don't need to do this. Uh, you don't need to count calories. So we're not even putting that info in here except for the sports recipes, but the main recipes, we're not doing it. And, uh, it turns out like any of the bad reviews and there aren't many, but, but the bad reviews, they always say, well, you know, how could it, how could they call this an athlete book when you don't mention list the, uh, the caloric breakdown. So in hindsight, that was a mistake. I'm glad you guys have that in here. Uh, because people want that. It's it just uh, for athletes, people who are interested in health and fitness. Uh, I, hopefully, we'll, maybe one day we'll evolve to the point when we don't even need to think about that. It will just be the food that we eat uh, will will give us everything we need and, and nothing more. But uh, for now, I think it's a very good thing to include that nutrition info. Well, and I think one last comment on that before we transition. I think I wish that were taught, you know, that we that we knew how many calories were in a banana versus a sandwich versus a hot dog versus a, so, a, a can of soda. Like, imagine if kids knew that information or young people or adults. If we knew the calorie content of a piece of chocolate cake versus an apple, uh, you know, this would be or I mean, I, I make little jokes, too. I mean, you remember, Matt, last time when we were on, I talked about the little container of uh, vegan mac and cheese, 520 calories per little container. I could eat two or three of those at once. Um, sign me up. Uh, this is not what it is to pursue health. Um, even with that knowledge, I sometimes will still eat an entire bag or two of Gardein chicken tenders because I'm uh, in a position where I'm really hungry. I'm short on time. I'm stressed. 
I just came from like a two hour workout with Vanessa. I did not meal prep like she did. And I just need something. But I have that knowledge. I know, Robert, this is stupid. What are you doing <laughs> eating a thousand calories of processed vegan stuff that's high in fat, covered in oil? Like, what are you doing, man? But 99.9% of people don't know. They don't know that. They're going to the, the fountains machine and loading up on soda. They're getting their, uh, they're, they're loading up on, on desserts. They're loading up on processed foods. They're maybe like me, uh, a, a self-proclaimed fairly busy person, and they're loading up on four or five uh, frozen vegan burritos a day. Imagine if we knew the calorie content, the fat content, the lack of nutrient density of that stuff. So if that kind of thing was, was taught in school, Man, we then Matt, we wouldn't need to list this in cookbook, or we wouldn't need to know. Like, why do you have to list that there's 120 calories in a large banana and maybe 90 in a smaller banana? Shouldn't we all just know that? But we're not at that point yet. That, like you said, if we get to that point someday in the future, this stuff will be irrelevant. We'll all know uh, roughly, uh, just like we know how many ounces are in a in a can, 12, in a bottle, 16. We just know this about water bottles or other beverages. Uh, or how many ounces in a liter or two liter? It's just, we just know this. Maybe maybe we'll learn that about food. How about uh, macronutrient breakdown? I'm not sure actually, Robert, if I know your approach. I know back when we did that other interview, you were into the 70-15-15 idea with carbohydrate being 70% and uh, fat and protein each being the other 15% of calories. Um, are you still that way? And Vanessa, do you uh, do you feel any differently as far as optimal macronutrient mix on a plant-based diet for putting on muscle or getting into shape? We both agree on this. We uh, neither of us count macros. Um, we don't care. <laughs> you know, I know. I just said that I, I measure out my food. I, I do that because I don't want to overeat. I, um, I, I don't count calories. I don't count macros. Um, the reason I don't count macros is because a calorie is not a calorie. You know, you, people will can still eat a, a cookie or a piece of cake and still fall within their macros for the day. Does it mean it's healthy? No. So that that's the reason why I don't care about macros. I know it works for some people and that's great, but um, I think it's a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, I, I documented all my stuff in the poor aptly named November project. Cause I didn't realize there was another November project. <laughs> uh, and so then I actually Googled per uh, uh, downward facing Doug's advice. Um, I Googled, uh, August experiment and there wasn't really anything else. So I did it in August and I called it that August experiment. And I'm fascinated. I have a 70, 15, 15 approach in shredded. And I don't know what the heck I'm, I'm doing these days. And so I, I tested it even as recently as August, just a few months ago. And time and time again, I fall into 70% with real data, real documentation, 70% carbohydrate, almost exactly. 10% protein and 20% fat. So that's my real reality. I can, I can, I can uh, parade 70, 15, 15 all I want. I could, I could make up anything else, uh, 50, 30, 20, anything that adds up to 100. I could just announce that all I want. But the real reality for me through real data and documentation over weeks, uh, period of time reveals whether it's November, which is the weather's different and lifestyle's different, or August, middle of summer, when lifestyle's different, 70 10, 20 is where I end up. And, and I don't count all the time, like Vanessa said, but during periods of time, I do a self audit, which I think is important. And it gets me back on track. And that's what the data suggests. And that's, that includes during successful times when you've, when you've been at your biggest or, or when things are going really well. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. You saw in that no meat athlete uh, article that I, that I wrote, mm -hmm. uh, 
I included my progress in the month of August. It was incredible. Um, a lot of that has to do with actually getting on the stair step or not just talking about the, or the stairmaster, not just talking about being on the stairmaster, but actually doing it and being in the gym five or six days a week, not just two or three and just tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the nutrition aspect certainly has to do with that because I, I'm telling you right now, because I make that information public, because I blog about it on robertcheek.net and you can see everything that I eat, it makes me create new habits because I don't want to have to admit that I have five frozen burritos in a day. So it forces me to change the habit or I actually do have to write that. And then I just have to just absorb that, uh, the criticism, the whatever. Like, yeah, I ate an entire large pizza today, but that's what I did. So fair enough. Here you go. Read about it. But it really does help me guide myself into making better decisions, in, in, including increasing my intake in water and all these other positive habits. So, um, so yes, those numbers are true when I'm at my best. Um, and even when I'm uh, not quite at my best. They're still roughly around that because I eat so much fruit and other produce that it just offsets a high amount of fat that I might eat from vegan pizza or processed food. Good. All right. Well, that uh, I think we've we've hit on the nutrition a lot, um, which even though that wasn't the plan, I kind of knew was going to happen because that that's what I think people are interested in. Um, more than more than what should we do in the gym but i do want to touch on that because if someone is is like i hope they will be um or at least who who i'm thinking this episode is going to going to speak to the most um you know they're they're out of the gym mindset and they want to get back in and they know they want to uh, and this this of course is no coincidence that that's kind of how i feel about myself right now um what what do you recommend doing I mean, like, as far as just, just in general terms, obviously, if people want to pick up plant-based muscle, they can get the specifics, not just on what you eat, but on uh, sample workout weeks and, uh, you know, see exactly what to do. But for someone who's new, what do you suggest? I, last At the beginning of last year, um, my wife and I did, uh, I'm going to blank on the name, Michael Matthews, I believe is his name. Is that right? Bigger, leaner, stronger. And, yep, that's and the, the yeah, and the yep. women's version was three other adjectives that were like bigger, leaner, stronger, but they were more uh, appealing to women. <laughs> I forget what they were. Maybe thinner, maybe thinner, leaner, stronger. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I've anyway. seen it. He gets a lot of reviews at Amazon. Yes. Um, so we we did that. We liked it. It was fun. Um, but he said something like he gives it. He gives three day a week, four day a week, and five day a week plans. And he says you can pick whichever one you want. If you're only going to do three, I urge you to do four. And if you're going to do four, I urge you to do five. I mean, not, not, not in so many words, but it pretty much that I read that and I was like, okay, well, we're doing five then because we want to get the best results out of this thing. Um, and it was hard. I mean, it, it, it took, it was a shift from not going to the gym at all to suddenly, I don't know if we, st- I don't think we started on January 1st. We probably started a week before that because I kind of like to get a feel like I have a psychological head start on that. Um, or maybe it was even a few weeks after. I don't remember if it was a New Year's thing or not, honestly. But we jumped right in and, in many ways, I like that, but then it got to the point where it was like, man, I at that point, I just didn't have an hour in the morning to put in. I, I during that gym time, I'd be like, man, I even even after two months, and I was kind of comfortable with it. Uh, I was always like, man, I'm just spending too much time. Too many of my weekly hours of good work time are going into the gym. Um, that's not necessarily the case for everybody, and and you know, one could argue on whether that time is very well spent in the gym or not, but. It ended up that after two months, we at least for me, I said, I just I can't keep this up. And instead of going to the three days, which I should have, I just stopped entirely. Um, 
But for someone who's new, what, what's your suggestion? Is it is it good to dive in and and just you know commit to an hour a day or an hour and fifteen minutes a day for five days a week, or do you think someone who's new or at least has been out of this for a while uh, is better off, you know, easing in gradually with a three day a week thing or just going for a half hour at a time, and then over the course of a few months building up to you know whatever you guys do. I don't know. What do you think? Is it, is it easier to, better to ease in or just just go for it? You know, as a beginner or if you haven't trained in a long time, I, I always suggest starting slow. The biggest mistake people get into, they start a program and they get really sore right away or they get injured and they get defeated right away. And I see it all the time. You have to ease into it. Um, get your body used to get used to that muscle memory. Or if you haven't trained before, just get used to the fact just working out. So I suggest starting out one or two days a week, and, and and slowly each week increasing it. But but again, very slowly because injury is such a big problem um, with with people. So um, that's a great question, Robert. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I can sum it up like this, uh, Matt. You know how you, like you're you're running a marathon, and it, well, let's say it's a training run. You're running for 25 miles or so, and you stop at mile 15 for whatever reason. You got to go to the bathroom, tie your shoes. You you take a little break. How hard is it to get started again? It's that's the same with fitness. The way that I look at it is that when you're gung ho, you're all ready to go. You're doing your thing three, four, five days a week, but then you stop. You don't just ta- tailor back or scale back. You just stop completely. How hard is it to start all over again? Mm-hmm. Some people yeah. may never do it. They might actually, they could quite literally go to the gym three or four days a week for weeks on end, stop and not go a single time for months. And this happens. This is true. Oh, this is sorry. reality. It's, and I equate that to you're going on a long run. You're stuck at a, you know, a traffic light or you got a stretch or you're waiting for a friend or whatever. It is so hard to get going again once you've stopped. So try not to, try not to stop completely. Yeah, life gets busy. But if you can fit something in, fit some sort of exercise in, do it at home, um, create some sort of consistent routine of like you do push-ups or squats or crunches every day, even just at home, that can prevent that situation where you stop and never go back. Okay, but let's say you have. Let's say the person listening to this has stopped. It seems to me that 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 same logic would say, since it is so hard to start again, the best way to do it probably is don't tell yourself you have to go to the gym five times a week to get started again because that then it is just overwhelming and daunting. Would you say then the thing to do is what Vanessa said, start with one to two days exactly. a week? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the answer. That's the answer. It's then you have to you have to ease in. So there's adaptation. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm going to be the best. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm going to be this." I mean, I did that as a kid. I went out. I've never told you this, Vanessa. I mean, I went out and bought this this uh, big what do you call it, eighty pound punching bag. I was going to be a boxer. <laughs> and she's laughing, sitting here laughing at me. I was going to be a boxer. I went out. I got this punching bag and I started punching it. And then I like, burned the skin off my knuckles. And then I I rolled my uh, wrist. my wrist. And so it hurts. So then I couldn't do other, you know, couldn't play basketball, and so I quit. I never did it again because I, I would exactly perfectly that's a great example. <laughs> I never told you that, but yeah, yeah. Look, that, that's what people do. They go out and buy all these new sneakers, and then a uh, runner and shin splints. Oh, I'm done. Um, or because they went too big, too fast. Because there's 
there's the, there's the you know there's the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Tim Ferrises, the Robert Cheeks, the rah rah rah. Let's go be the best that we could be, and then you just hit you crash into a wall, and you didn't listen to Vanessa who said, hey, take it in stride. You got to ease in. You got to adapt. You want to improve. You got to progress. You got to do all this stuff. So yeah, no, I totally agree with Vanessa. I'm just saying, let's try not to get into a position where we stop completely. And if you do, then you follow her approach. Good. I like it. So if someone is uh, is targeting a, a New Year's get back in shape and they're already telling themselves now or as they as they, you know, get stuffed on Thanksgiving dinner and say, well, New Year's is when I'm going to really, really take charge of my fitness. Then uh, am I right in suggesting that because I always like to I say use December to kind of lay the groundwork for whatever your New Year's resolution thing is going to be. If you're going to do the New Year's thing, um, because by, in that way you're setting up a, a start date or a, like in smoking when you're trying to quit smoking that a quit date is effective because if actually if you if you set the beginning or ending date of whatever your new habit is uh, some days in the future it appears that that's actually more likely to last because then your body takes it more or your your brain sorry not your body um, you know you'll take it more seriously as as a real meaningful date and that's something to to go with so I would say if you're based on this conversation if the goal is if you're already thinking New Year's is when I get back in shape when I start going to the gym again then I'd say make New Year's the day you begin going three times a week and make the month of December your your one to two times a week kind of get yourself, you know, actually get your body reoriented and reaccustomed to uh, to lifting and anything else. What do you what do you think what do you what do you think about that that warm up month? Like because you know people start on on January first and sometimes even get hurt or tired or discouraged on that very day. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a great idea to you know to ease into it, you know, a month before. Um, you know, I hate when people say I'm gonna start oh, I'm gonna start Monday. We'll start right now. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, whether it's just walking, it doesn't have to be all out. Just get your body moving and you're just more likely to, you know, to continue and, and stay with it. Yeah, that's it's such an interesting thing. I because I, I used to be of that same mind, and if someone would say, if, if someone would say, I'm going to stop smoking as soon as I'm done with this pack, then th- to me that doesn't mean anything. That that means they're not ready to quit, so they're not going to. Like, sure. why not just yeah. start now? Or if someone says, I'm going to start this new thing, I'm going to begin this on the, in the new year, it would always be, why not start now? Right? New Year's is an arbitrary day. You can start any time. Why do you have to wait? But then I learned about this habit change research that says having a quit or start date actually does teach you that it is that it is important because otherwise. The tendency is to, you know, tell yourself you're going to get start getting fit, but then you don't actually do it because you know that tomorrow or the next day you can you can make that same promise to yourself again. If instead you have a, a start date in mind that has some importance around it, then it's a little bit different because then when that day comes, you that feeling of well I can just not do this and I'll instead start in two or three days from now or start tomorrow, um, you know, it's a little bit different because you've had this important quote-unquote important day in your head so anyway i that is something that i am always uh kind of fascinated by what 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 is better there uh and i actually do really like that that uh solution which is have that start date in your mind that that there's this importance built up around a particular day whether it's december 1st or january 1st or february 12th whatever have a date in mind and use the time between now and then don't do nothing because if you do nothing that that tells me you're not that interested in changing but uh, but use the time between now and that then to to kind of ease your way in, so that on that day you kind of hit the ground running. Sure. Yeah, and, and I and I think that can be crosses over to many areas of life, right? I mean, let's say Matt, you and I have this big lecture we're doing, whether it's a TED talk or something really significant. We're probably not just going to wait until that day to 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 
to prepare or to deliver our thing. We're going to kind of ease into it and make sure we have some, some rational things to say, put some thought into it and deliver a really good presentation. So when that day comes, the nerves are calmed down, we're ready. You know, I think it's same with a lot of things, a job interview, a, um, a any new territory. You know, it's, it's good to be a little bit prepared, a little bit well-versed. And our, our bodies, our health and fitness are no different. You know, it needs a little bit of adaptation. It needs a little bit of, of warming up. And, uh, and that's what I think sets us up on a path to success, the more duration of time of consistent behavior. Good. All right. Well, uh, we have gone almost, I guess we've gone over an hour, which is pretty rare for us in interviews. So uh, congratulations, everyone. <laughs> um, congratulations, everyone who, who hung in there too and listened to this whole thing. Um, we've been talking about plant-based muscle. As I've mentioned, it is in our plant-based uh, vegan bundle sale, whatever you want to call it, um, that is going on right now as this podcast goes live, uh, which is Black Friday. Um through I think the following Tuesday, so check that out. Um, but that's the that is the ebook version, the full color ebook version of Plant Based Muscle that is included there. As you mentioned, you guys are uh, you you have have um, begun taking pre orders for the print version of the book, the physical copy. And Robert, you told me you've got some uh, some good pre order package bonus stuff going on. So tell me where, what the deal, details are there, and uh, and where to go to get that. I do, and thank you, Matt. And I really do want to deliver some awesome stuff specifically to your audience. You've been arguably my biggest supporter on a professional and personal level for so many years now. So I, I, I absolutely have so much gratitude and, and thanks to give to you, and I and I truly mean that, absolutely, sincerely. And I also want to say, your No Meat Athlete Black Friday bundle is my favorite. Uh, uh, product, I guess, or promotion to promote all year long. I mean, uh, I hope they're not listening, but uh, even more than the vegan cruise. I mean, I really, I, I mean, no, seriously, the fact that you assemble over a thousand dollars worth of digital products from world leaders in, in this movement, plant-based health and fitness, offer it for under a hundred bucks uh, and people love it. I just heard from a friend in the UK yesterday who bought the bundle last last year and absolutely loved it tremendous value and so much he got out of it and he's quite influential guy in the vegan fitness scene in the uk um so thank you for all that you do and so what we've decided to do uh we've had we've been accumulating all kinds of great things like real physical items for our rewards package when people pre-order like vega packets you know some of the usual su suspects uh samples from vegan smart from power roots which is the brand that vanessa uses we have tremendous coupons uh like free product coupons from daya and buy one get one free from beyond meat and coupons from herbivore vegan essentials just total like 50 value worth of stuff and we were offering that for pre-orders, but that ended uh, a while ago. But what we'd like to do is extend that for the No Meat Athlete audience. So you actually have to use a code, though. So you have to go to veganbodybuilding.com and click on the shop button, and you have to select the print version, the pre-order the print. It doesn't come with the digital version because these are physical items. You pay for shipping. We tack in a whole bunch of stuff for you. So you simply have to use the code No Meat Athlete when you go to the order the print version or pre-order the print version of plant-based muscle. And uh, if you're within the US, we send you uh, well over $50 worth of uh, physical, tangible items plus coupons. If you're outside the USA, you can still order and still get a ton of product samples and coupons 
as well. It's the value is slightly different and simply because many of the coupons are valid in the USA only, like the, the, the full high dollar free product coupons. But we send in extra stuff uh, that can be used for worldwide online stores uh, if you're uh, outside the USA. And we might talk, toss in a few extra bag of packets too. So, um, so we're pumped. You just got to do that by November 30th because the book should be shipping in early December. So if you want to pre-order and get $50 worth of stuff, Use code NOMEATATHLETE by November 30th on veganbodybuilding.com on the pre-order print version of Plant-Based Muscle. All right. Sounds great. Robert, Vanessa, thank you both for your time. Vanessa, nice to finally meet you. I've heard so much about you from Robert. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, and best of luck with with Plant-Based Muscle. I'm I'm, uh, always extremely happy to see... see, uh, the the message being spread that uh you know that a plant-based diet doesn't isn't just for for skinny endurance types like uh like the nomad athlete over here uh it, it's always good to see that that muscle and speed and strength sports uh you know all that stuff can can benefit from a plant-based diet so happy to see that uh being done and i love the work you guys do thank you you as well well thank you matt always a pleasure and thank you so much for having us both all right sounds good talk to you guys soon you got it bye all right, so that was Vanessa Espinosa and Robert Chi talking about plant-based muscle. Great to have them on. And uh, that was these hosting this podcast, every time I do it, I get a little bit inspired by our guests to, mm. to do something. I've, I've still got to be pushed over the edge, though. I haven't, I haven't dived into something yet and said, said yes, this is this is what defines my 2018. Uh, but but Danny Dreyer with the Chi running got me got me got the juices flowing. And uh, I don't know, talking to Robert and Vanessa, it makes me. Makes me want to get in the gym. I don't see. I don't want to be that guy who just like gets inspired by every little, every shiny object, and then and then you know doesn't care about it a week later. Uh, and I do feel like that a little bit sometimes. But that's, that, that's what it is. <laughs> Last to be week a, you, you were inspired to run, and this week you're inspired to hit the gym. So. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm. I'm right now. I am the shiny object chaser. But I think that's what it is to be in a in a little bit of a rut. I'm kind of searching yeah, around. I'm sure. playing the field. <laughs> and uh, as as I've said before, I like New Year's, so it, it is a good time for me to be feeling this way. Anyway, um, so on that note, I am I am unwilling to commit to any sort of challenge. I did Ooh. think about it. Since, I know, I thought about it since what last a, week. What a terrible! We we make them wait until the end of the. But that's the, because but that's because you have one that's good enough for everybody. Okay, it's all right. more than good enough to make up for my lack of one. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I I have. Uh, I thought about it. I'm not. I I just can't. I'm not into running every day yet. I'm just mm-hmm. not. Not that I can't do it. I'm just not not motivated to do that. Um, I was thinking about a gym thing, but then we're going to be in Spain for two weeks in December and I'm just, I don't know. I don't want to commit to that if I don't know that I'm going to find a gym. And then if I do what, it's going to be in kilograms I got to lift instead of pounds. (laughs) Way (laughs) heavier in kilograms. Exactly. So if if that wasn't an excuse not to do it, then now the fact that I'd have to convert (laughs) pounds to kilograms, I mean, that's just, (laughs) how could you even, even consider doing a challenge if you had to convert like that? It's true. So anyway, um, so I, I am sadly going to opt out of at least of this commitment. But don't forget, I've still got a week till till December. And although people couldn't just do it along with me if I announce something that I'm doing next week, that will technically still be before December, and I could still announce something that I'm doing either every day in December or throughout December. Well, I'm still looking for you to announce something, and I'm gonna I try to hold you to it. I am too. Whether it's every day or not, Good. I want I want, I want I, you to have a goal. I, I do. Don't want to be goalless. No, no, no. That would not be good. But I, on the other hand, have a goal now, and I am pretty pumped about it. I and like it yours. actually starts today. Well, by today, I mean 
the day you're listening to this, Friday. Oh, so the, see, this you're going a step better. So you're saying rather than start on December 1st to prepare for January 1st, why wait to, <laughs> why not <laughs> why start? Why even wait till December? Right. Why you could start today. A when week, you start a week ahead of time. Yeah. And get ready for that. All right, I like it. Yeah. So that so starts today, huh? It starts It starts today. It's, it's the day after Thanksgiving through New Year's Day, or through the last day of New Year's Eve. Okay. But if someone listening at home is, wants to play along... And they are only hearing this on Black Friday or slightly after. They mm-hmm. can join it up on December. Join 1st in any time, okay, right? right? Absolutely. Or anytime. Absolutely. You, I mean, you could do the month of December. It would actually be, would be just as feel good. I think just as night. The, the symmetry is there, right? To the, the month of December. <laughs> right. I thought that I thought that between the two holidays, or you know, after Thanksgiving on through the holiday season is is kind of perfect. Right. So, so that's what I'm doing, I'm, and I'm running two. Point oh one eight miles mm-hmm. per day, which for 2018, get it? I do get it. Okay. And if <laughs> and if you were European, then a decimal point would be appropriate after a two instead of a comma. Because ah. that's what they do. So it's sort of a European running challenge. So this is for you well, European not, listeners. Not to, the, not to the Euros out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, but... Uh, <laughs> It's it's uh, so a run streak every day between Thanksgiving and New Year's, and um, and I'm excited about it. You know, I think that for me anyway, the hardest part of staying fit during the holiday season is just having the motivation to go out and do anything. Because you know, you have parties, you have you're just busy, right? I mean, you're like stuck in traffic all the time because for some reason everyone's driving around and around the holidays. You're uh, you're just I don't know. It's cold out. You're just eating a lot and eating more sweets and maybe having a few more drinks yeah. than you normally would. And, and it's just, it's hard to get out and stay motivated. So the run streak I think is perfect because that gets you out there every day. So even, even if you're only running for 15 or 20 minutes a day, like you're, you're getting out there every day and so you're not going to lose that fitness habit and that routine. And then of course there'll be many days where you just want to go a little bit longer and you can, right. you know, still do the long run, still do, any sort of speed workout it's just a it's just a uh challenge to get out every single day and um stay active and and quit or not not lose that routine and those uh those good healthy habits that will propel you forward in 2018 there you go so how how do you measure 2.018 miles is that you well so that's that so your... that that's a little bit of a problem because most gps's only go to two decimal points so, so really i'm going to do 2.02 but that uh, just doesn't sound nearly as good as 2.018. Yeah. And this is actually a challenge. I'm, so I'm, I, I'm presenting the challenge as well to the entire Rock Creek Runner community. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that there will be plenty of people joining along. So this, you know, if we can, if we can have a solid group of Nomad Athlete Radio listeners and Rock Creek Runner members and all, all kinds of people out uh, doing this, 2.018 challenge then I, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be set we're gonna be good to go i like it tug you know now that you're telling now you're explaining it i'm starting to get excited i think maybe i, I might join in oh yeah <laughs> I, shiny object a, a few minutes later you told me that i was like well it sounds good but i don't i just don't really want to run every day i'm just not not feeling that right now but uh i don't know i just started thinking about it it's it, not, you not, know? i'm not gonna start on black friday i don't think i don't think but Maybe, maybe should though. Maybe, maybe December first. Start. How how cool would it be to do something every day from Thanksgiving to New Year's? It would, it would be that, cool. That sets you up for a successful 2018. Get you going, man. Get those habits going. I like it. 
I like it, and it it would be just as cool to do it from December first until then. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> think about would. that as well. And right. uh, if you do do it bad, um, <laughs> I'm starting a hashtag with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Two point p o i n t oh eight oh one eight challenge. Two point oh one eight challenge. Because you can't have a you can't have a period in a hashtag. Oh no, no dot in the hashtag. So anyway. Let cool. us know what you let us know what you think. I hope that somebody somebody joins in joins in on it. And I hope you, Matt, and I if you do, I'm gonna tweet at you every day and make sure that you're doing it. <laughs> okay. I guess you know that's that is a reasonable for my little neighborhood where I have to a one third of a mile loop, I could just run the loop six times and mm-hmm. I, could, I could get get my 2.018 in. Yep. And I wouldn't then have to have to get in this funk about not being able to go out and get a longer run in in a nicer environment because just six loops that's pretty easy yep you can run to the market in spain and pick up your fruit every morning hey there you go that's true forgot about that <laughs> forgot about spain <laughs> forgot, yeah so I, oh. that's right there's that added challenge but i could probably i could probably run i got to kind of measure kilometers over there though <laughs> <laughs> that's true you know what if you want to do it 2.018 kilometers <laughs> I'm, I, I would be okay with that'd that. be kind of that'd be a little easier yeah. <laughs> all right well uh the interview was long and now we've had an intro and outro that are also long so this isn't a long episode um so we should wrap it up but enjoy your black friday and your black friday weekend and hope everyone had a <laughs> your black friday weekend that's what it is now oh my that's gosh black friday through cyber monday is, is black friday weekend yeah well <laughs> i guess it's thanksgiving weekend yeah it's definitely thanksgiving weekend <laughs> enjoy enjoy your holiday weekend uh check out newyathlete.com slash bundle for more information on that awesome sale and uh, we'll see you guys. See you guys soon. All right, sounds good. Talk to you later.